Kingdom Builder, welcome back to this Bible study. We are in the middle of a five-part series of how to 10x your results with less hustle, God's way. This is part number four. Today, we're going to be discussing if it were to be, it's not up to me. So if that sounds interesting to you, like this, share this, subscribe, do all that stuff, catch the replays of the previous ones. We're unpacking the secrets of really being able to have extraordinary results, but doing it the way that Jesus did. Now, I wonder when it comes to business, have you heard that saying before? If it were to be, it's up to me, right? Put a one in the comments if you've ever heard that. And it sounds really nice. And I think it's good advice for the general population. In fact, for me, I know when I got into business and happy anniversary, um, it was all about the hustle. It was all about the grind. I got involved in online business and I said, all right, let's go. Every day we go make it happen, right? Every day, go plan out your schedule. Every day, what prospects am I talking to? How am I going to figure this out? But I wonder if you've ever struggled like I have and you realized that my willpower isn't that strong, to be honest. My discipline isn't as strong as what I thought. And there's goals that I really, really want to be able to reach, but it's so hard. It's like I keep on hitting roadblocks, if I'm to be honest with you. And I try and try and try, and while there might be progress, it's, it's really, really draining. And I feel like there's a dream that I want, but it's so far away. If you ever felt that way, I believe that the Bible has something to say about that today, where we can do things and we can learn a lot from Jesus on this. So I want to take us into probably the, the biggest difference of what Jesus did. That for those that believe that he is Lord and Savior, but also those that believe that he built the greatest organization in the world. He built a church of over 2 billion people. I think to this day, it's 2.3 billion. Call him Lord. Pretty good. Pretty productive. What was his difference? Well, we take a look towards the end of his public ministry. He had gone through for three and a half years, and he was going through with a pace of grace. He was showing his disciples a way of doing things. He was showing people how to go and do only what the Father said, going from our spiritual nature, not only from what we want, but from what God wants. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, before his final amazing work, the finished work of the cross, guess what he did? The same thing that he's been doing is he goes off alone and he starts to ask what God wants to do. So we pick up the story in Luke chapter 22 and it says, he withdrew from them, the disciples about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray. Did you notice Jesus did things a certain way? He didn't try to do things in his own power ever, even though he could. Jesus is God, but he also was man at the same time. If Jesus needed to pray, question, how much more do we need to pray? <laughs> All the time. And he began to pray. Famous lines. He said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Isn't that interesting? 
Here, Kingdom Builder, is the complete difference of what the world says that we need to do to be able to be productive, to perform well in our business, to be able to succeed versus what Jesus is showcasing here as well too. The world says, if you want it, go hustle, go grind, go chase, make it happen. Go force that square peg into a circular hole no matter what you need to do. If you want it, go get it. Jesus here showcases a different example though. He knows what he wants. And he wants what I think most of us would want in that situation. He knows he's about to be crucified. He knows he's about to go through horrendous, atrocious things. So the flesh wants to not go through pain. The flesh wants easy. The flesh wants instant gratification. Kingdom builder, don't we know that we're in an eternal struggle between what the spirit wants and what the flesh wants? The flesh is the biggest thing. We want things right now. We want things yesterday. We want things my way. But the greatest things in the world aren't exactly the things that our flesh wants. In fact, the greatest things in the world are typically the things on the opposite side. Let's make it very practical. The greatest things in our business typically are the things that aren't exactly the instantly gratifying things or the things that we need to hold off for a little bit, aren't they? To take a little bit of patience. Does anyone struggle with lack of impatience, right? Lack of patience. Put a two below if that's like you. I want it now. I want it yesterday. I want it fast. I want it easy. But Rome wasn't built in a day. Your business wasn't built in a day. Longevity wasn't built in a day. If you want an organization like what Jesus built that lasts for thousands of years and it's going to last for the rest of eternity, he did things a certain way. And this is what he said. If it were to be, it's not up to me. I know what I want every day. You know what I want? I want it now. You know what I want? Massive breakthrough now. You know what I want? People just walk up to me like, hey, I'm going to join your business. I'm going to buy a product. I'm going to go expand this. I want the easy way out. But Jesus always had in his mind, I know what I want, but I'm going to obey what my father wants. So kingdom builder. Today, are we asking, God, what do you want? What do you want? And do we trust that what he wants for us, while it might not be comforting right now, is better than what we want? Now, we might say that we do, but do we act upon that? I was at a Christian business conference learning from the best in the world, learning from the CEO, the founder of Hobby Lobby. And I was listening to Pastor Robert Morris. He's the senior pastor of an amazing church, Gateway Church. And he said success, Christian success is, is very simple. If I were to ask you this question, Kingdom Builder, what is success? It's getting what you want or, you know, Earl Nightingale says, or um, success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. That's a good one, right? Is success becoming everything that we want, you know, like success? There's many different definitions. Pastor Robert Morris summed it up so beautifully. He said, Christian success, and I hope you get this, Christian success is obedience. Wow. Comment obey in the comments if that resonates. It's obedience. 
It's obedience to what God says. It's like what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. He wanted to obey, obey what the Father wanted to do. So, but 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 get this right now. That sounds like that's so counterculture because we're in, especially if you're out here in America in the capitalistic society, you're in business. You're like, well, I did a business because I don't want to obey. I want to. I want to be my own boss. I want to go call my own shots. I want to go do things my own way. But the reality is, if you want to 10x your results of less hustle and do it God's way, it's about obedience. And aren't his ways better than our ways? It says in Isaiah 55.8, what an amazing, amazing prophecy that the prophet had. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Don't we know, good morning, don't we know that God has the ultimate perspective? Don't we trust that his ways are way better than ours? But why do I want to obey? Obedience, yes, we have to sacrifice what we want many times. Obedience, we have to sacrifice what it is that we think is the best way. And we have to always submit our will to what God wants. But you know, it's not just only out of just pure obedience. You see, there is reward to this. We're talking about getting better results because don't we know that God knows the whole story? God can see things that we don't see. God can see why that prospect said no and why the next one will say yes. God can say why that heartbreak, maybe you had a business relationship that went sour. Maybe it's something that you're like, you, it was not your plan. Maybe there was a timing of things where you're like, man, I set a goal and it was supposed to happen by this time, but why is it not happening? Don't we know that God's ways are way better than our ways? And remember, obedience has reward to it. I want to cite some of these incredible promises in Deuteronomy 28. Um, Moses leads the Israelites out of, out of Egypt and God gives these promises. Here's rewards for obeying. Let me ask you this, as I read through this, how many of these promises would you want? Deuteronomy 28.1. Now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord, your God, being careful, to do all his commandments that the Lord, your God will put you high above all the nations of the earth. That sounds good. All these blessings come to you and reach you if you obey the Lord your God. That sounds good. Blessed will you be in the city. Blessed will be in the country. That sounds good. Blessed will be the children of your womb, the produce of your ground, the offspring of your animals. This sounds like a good deal. Blessed will be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed will you be when you come in and when you come out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise up and defeated. Does anyone like any of these promises? Comment amen below if any of that sounds good. <laughs> How about this? The Lord will establish as a holy people. The people will see that you are called by the name. The Lord will give you more than enough prosperity in the children of the womb. The Lord will open for his good storehouse, the heavens, to give you rain to your land and its season to bless every work of your hand. And you will lend to many nations, but not, not, will not borrow. And the Lord will make you head and not the tail, will make you above and not beneath if you listen and obey. Kingdom builder, don't we realize that there is a reward to obedience? There is a 
there is a plentiful harvest at some time. And the time usually isn't our time. But it's something that the God of the universe, Ephesians 3.20, I think, who can do abundantly and exceedingly more than we could ever ask or even think about. But we have to be willing to let go of our way. We have to be willing to let go of saying, if it were to be, it's not up to me. If it were to be, it's up to God. It's up to the Father. And do we trust in our businesses? Do we trust in the work that he's given us to do? Do we trust like what Jesus, the Son of God, himself did? That in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he knows that a crucifixion is right around the corner, which is what no one ever wants, don't we know that there might be some struggle? Don't we know that there might be some challenge? Don't we know there's going to be things that we don't want to do? And yet, aren't we thankful that Jesus said, not my will be done, but your will be done? In the end of the story, we know the finished work of the cross not only saved two billion, billions of people afterwards, but Jesus was, he ascended, right? Jesus is seated forever on the right hand of the Father. Jesus is the ultimate judge. Jesus is ascended and elevated, but he had to submit his will at first. And I wonder, Kingdom Builder, if that's something that we need to be reminded of today. What are the things today that we need to say, Lord, let your will be done and just trust and obey just a little bit more. So with that said, yeah, Leon said it well, it's like marriage. Where is bride? Even if he asks us to have these businesses, he still wants daily time dedicated. I'm like a date. Exactly. So if this encouraged you, you know, in Della Rosa, yeah, I got close to Jesus because it was a time when I needed truth in my life. And Jesus says he is the truth, the way, and the life. And I'm like, all right, let's go for that. So hope this helped. If it did, like this, share this, subscribe to my YouTube. We'll cover the rest. Tomorrow I'm going to conclude this series of how to 10x your results, less hustle, do it God's way. And uh, just praying these blessings over you. So appreciate you being on. We'll talk with you later. All right, Kingdom Builder. Bye-bye, bye-bye. God bless.